Christmas with you is the best. Thank you so much for making the decision to do something for yourself by listening to me speak about having a better experience during the holidays. Honestly, 95% of it is just getting here, just deciding that there's a better way and being open to this conversation. So before we get started, make sure you're comfortable in your space, get cozy with a cup of tea, and make sure you've got a pen and you've printed out your worksheets because we'll be doing some exercises together. You also might want to have a notebook to jot some things down. So let me give you a little rundown of how this workshop's going to go. We're going to start with a kundalini meditation to really tune us in and make us super receptive for the information I'm going to share. Then we're going to do some cool free writing exercises, and then I'm going to give you six tools and a homework assignment for each one. We'll be targeting all the things that come up during the holidays, specifically food, family, and finances, so you can have all the tools you need to have a better experience and really enjoy this time. This idea came from a workshop I did at my local yoga studio. It was a hit, and I had many requests for people all over to be able to participate. So now you can. You can do this workshop anytime, anyplace. I suggest doing it prior to your holiday gatherings to prepare yourself to be a magnet for happiness. So whether you're new to this conversation of making happiness a priority in your life, or you've come for a tune-up, I know what I have to share will be really beneficial to you. So before we get too deep into this, allow me to introduce myself. As many of you know, I'm a yoga teacher, wellness blogger, podcast host, and life coach. I'm also a student and a teacher of A Course in Miracles, and much of my mentor Gabrielle Bernstein's translation of it, as well as her mentor Marianne Williamston, and really a whole gang of spiritual rock stars and gurus. I've guided myself on a bit of a journey in the last couple years, and since learning to practice and teach kundalini and vinyasa yoga and meditation, I've really seen positive changes in my life. That being said, when it comes down to it, I'm really a student of life. And again, this is my perspective on things, so keep that in mind. I'm about to teach you a buffet of things, so just take what vibes with you and leave the rest. Alright, so let's get into this. Putting the happy back into the holidays. Does that seem like an oxymoron? Aren't the holidays already happy? Let's go ahead and get honest. It could be a stressful time for many of us. And in this workshop, I'm going to give you the tools so it doesn't have to be. Before we get into the tools, I do want to mention that this time of year isn't necessarily bad for your spiritual practice or your diet or your life. Rather, it's the greatest opportunity for growth. The work you do in yoga and meditation doesn't really mean anything until you go out there and actually live it. We could spend all day meditating, but when you go out and actually put these tools into practice, that's where real enlightenment comes. And being around your family is the perfect opportunity for this. As my mentor Gabrielle Bernstein says, our families push our buttons the most because they're the ones who put them there. So let me give you some tools. So step one is to identify. You have to tell your story. Before we can figure out what your triggers are and what comes up for you during the holiday season, you have to look at your unique personal relationship with holidays and tell your story. You have to get super honest with yourself. So I'm going to guide you into a free write, but first I want to lead us into this with a meditation. So this meditation is radical. It's a meditation to bust through the blocks and it's a kundalini meditation called Ego Eradicator. It's one of my favorites ever. 
and go ahead and check out the diagram to see how the hands look. But basically, your fingers are touching the pads of your hands, they're bent tightly in, and your thumbs are reaching away from your fingers. Your hands are out at a V-shape at about 60 degrees with your arms straight and your palms facing forward. Your eyes are closed, and the breath for this is breath of fire, which is radical. So what you do is you breathe very rapidly in and out through your nose. It's a fluttering of your diaphragm, just like there was a little butterfly in there fluttering its way, flapping its wings, trying to get out. So on the inhale, your stomach extends, and on the exhale, your stomach contracts, and your belly button comes right in towards your spine. If this is new, you may feel this in your tummy tomorrow because it actually really strengthens your core. So just focus on the exhale, and I promise the inhale will just happen naturally. So it's very rapid, and it sounds like this. <laughs> Pretty crazy, right? So here we go. Arms up. Breath of fire. Let's bust through these blocks. It's going to warm us up from the inside out. It's going to ring us out. So here we go. Keeping your arms straight, trying to breathe a little bit faster. Feeling whatever comes up for you. Very active breath. Eyes are closed. Just let your mind go, starting to think about the holidays and what comes up for you. The good, the bad, the ugly sweaters. Just go so deep here. seconds of breath of fire, keeping your arms straight, busting through those blocks, really going deep here, a few more seconds, palms come together, thumbs touching above your head, exhale, let it go, release, let your hands come down, palms facing up, go ahead and touch your thumb to your first finger, and just sit and listen to whatever comes through, just letting your breath fall back to its normal, natural rhythm.
now that we've meditated a little bit, go ahead and grab your worksheet or your journal or a piece of paper. And now that you're open and receptive, you're going to write down your ghost of Christmas past story. So get really super deep and clear here. Get personal. No one ever has to see this. What's your holiday story? What old stuff comes up for you? What are your old food patterns during the holidays? How have you been playing the victim? How do you feel about spending money during the holidays? What were the holidays like when you were younger compared to now? Take about five minutes to really write this out and go ahead and pause this audio. All right, you're back. So now that you're clear about your holiday story, now you can tailor the rest of this workshop to figure out exactly what it is that comes up for you during this season and how you can best use the tools I'm going to give you. We have a little bit more journaling to get out though, so go ahead, keep your pen out and grab the next two worksheets, the one that's A and B. On the first one, go ahead and write out 10 things that you dislike about the holiday season. Let your pen flow. Don't worry if you can't think of 10, no need to push, just write out as many that come to mind. When you finish that list on a separate new sheet of paper or the other worksheet, write down 10 things that you absolutely love and adore about the holiday season. Finding some gratitude here for the things that you really enjoy. Go ahead and pause my voice while you do this and then I'll be here waiting when you're done. Okay, now go ahead and grab the piece of paper where you wrote down the negative things, the things that you dislike. Go ahead, pick it up, and once it's in your hands, tear it up, rip it up, really get into it. Tear it up, lots of little pieces, let it go everywhere. Crumble it up, and then set it aside. What you focus on expands. So instead of focusing on those things on the list we just tore up, we're going to focus our attention on the other list, which will become your gratitude list for the season. And you'll create more of those good things. So with the tools I'm about to give you, I can't guarantee that the things on your dislike list won't happen. But I can tell you that it's highly likely you'll react to them differently if you do this inner work and prepare yourself with the tools I'm going to give you right now. The first step was to identify, which we did with the free write. The second step is to become willing, acknowledging there has to be a better way. And by turning on this audio, you said, I am willing to see this differently. I am willing to have a better experience during the holidays. And so to do that, I'm going to give you some awesome tools. The first tool is meditation. Meditation is the time to get quiet and listen to creative possibilities for solutions that will come through. We did a great meditation earlier with Ego Eradicator. Feel free to use that as a tool or simply sit in stillness and listen to your favorite song. Meditation doesn't have to be complicated. So your homework for this lesson is try meditating for at least a minute a day, just adding in some mindfulness into your day leading up to the holidays. Just sitting in stillness for a couple minutes, maybe one or two, and just see what messages come through. The next tool is gratitude. We already got started with this a little bit with that list of positive things about the holiday season that you created. Focusing on the good is essential. So keep that gratitude list by your bed, by your mirror, in your purse, in your car, wherever you're going to see it. 
Because remember, what you focus on expands. Your homework for this lesson is to keep a gratitude journal. Keep a little journal by your bed and every evening before you fall asleep, whip it out and write down five things you're grateful for just that day. It's a great way to go to sleep with this positive energy rather than the crazy chaos of the negative things that happened that day, replaying them in your mind or the worries for your to-do list tomorrow. Next tool. This is a big one. Play offense, not defense. So, it's highly likely that in family situations or at parties, you might get your feathers ruffled a little bit. Somebody might ask you a question you weren't expecting or a situation may come up where you want to go on the defense. But, rather than reacting, use this mantra and ask yourself, what would Gandhi do? So, Make your mantra this. Write this one down. In my defenselessness, my safety lies. In my defenselessness, my safety lies. So use that in those moments where you feel like you need to defend, where you feel like you're being attacked or challenged by a family member. Use that as your mantra. Now, this isn't to say you can't respond to their attack. Don't worry. I'm not asking you to be a doormat here. But when you're challenged and you want to respond, responding from that chaotic defensive place won't work. Your point simply won't be heard. You can still respond, but just not in the heated moment. It's useless to respond then. Wait till the appropriate time when everybody's calmed down. So here's your homework for this lesson. Use the mantra, in my defenselessness, my safety lies. But also, when you find yourself judging or feeling attacked, in the moment, try using this meditation. Say to yourself, I am love, you are love. Breathe in, I am love, breathe out, you are love. So use these mantras and remember that playing defense never works in sticky situations. All right, here's your fourth tool. Giving and receiving authentically. So let's start with receiving. You must first become willing to receive. And the gratitude is going to help with this. For many of us, we give, 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 and receiving is kind of awkward and uncomfortable. Well, that's not okay. You have to value yourself enough to receive with grace. You know how good it feels to give to someone the perfect gift? It makes you, as the giver, feel amazing, right? Well, you're robbing people of that feeling when you don't allow them to give to and you. And you don't want them to miss out on that. So try to be comfortable with this or get comfortable with this. It's a practice. So work it like a full-time job. And regardless of the gift, just be grateful and appreciative of the gesture. So shifting our focus now to giving. Make sure you're giving out of self-interest. Make your mantra, what you give is what you get. Never give from a place of obligation. Find thoughtful gifts. Maybe it's being of service this season to a mentor or a friend. The way you give could be giving to charity or simply putting out a positive message on social media that you know will make people smile. It sounds simple, but it could literally make someone's day. So here's your homework assignment for this lesson. And this one I'll be checking. So write this one down. Get out your phone or your computer Sometime in the next little bit, write a positive message on the internet and tag me. Either post a positive quote to Facebook or Twitter or a funny photo to Instagram that you know will make people smile. Tag me at the Wellness Wonderland on Facebook or at Katie Dilbo on Twitter or Instagram. 
I can't wait to see the positive message you guys are sharing in your first act of authentically giving this season. All right, tool number five, maybe the most difficult and also the most important, forgiveness. This is a big one, but it's crucial. It is through forgiveness that we can be released. Forgiving others is important. Forgiving your family for the patterns you wrote about in your Christmas story. Because when it comes to food especially, if you're overeating or abusing yourself with food, it's just like you're stabbing that fork into someone else saying, you did this to me, so I'm going to eat more. And that only hurts yourself. So you've got to clean that up. Forgive, forgive, forgive. But secondly, and more importantly, you have to make a choice to forgive yourself. So how do you do that? Like I said, forgiveness is merely a choice, but it gets really hard and clouded in our minds. So I want to go really deep here and talk about radical, in the moment, immediate self-forgiveness. So self-forgiveness is for those moments where you mess up, right? Those moments where you defend what you didn't want to defend, or you had a few too many cookies, or you ate something you didn't want to eat. That's okay. That's fine. It's the holidays. Those things are going to happen. So I'm not asking you to not mess up here. Rather, to meet those moments as an opportunity to pivot. Instead of the guilt cycle that ensues of, oh, I just defended, so I'm just going to make this a full-blown fight and spiraling into that. Or, I just had four too many cookies, I'm going to have ten too many cookies. That's the difference of in that moment where you do the thing you didn't want to do, pivoting right there and practicing in the moment immediate self-forgiveness. Rather than using that one hiccup as an open door to keep going and mess up some more, you can just stop right there and make a change. So here's your homework for this lesson, and it's a mantra. So in that moment where you did something you didn't want to do, just say to yourself right there, I forgive myself now. Just say, oh, that's okay, you just did your old thing again. No problem. Talk to yourself like you would a little child who messed up. Don't be mean to yourself and don't beat yourself up. All right, here's your final tool. Number six, last but not least, mindfulness. Slow way down and be fully present. So many of us are really excited about this time of year. We look forward to it. Maybe we're going home. Maybe we have family coming to us and we're psyched about it. But at the same time, we tend to stress and try to fit in so much in a limited time since you've been looking forward to it for so long. You don't want to miss it. Instead of feeling guilty or feeling pressured, just be hyper-present and be grateful for the time that you do have, however long it is, and really enjoy it and love it. So your homework for this lesson is to enjoy even the in-between moments, like washing dishes or driving. Just be authentically there with your family, and that will help time expand for you. All right, so those are the tools I've got for you guys. I hope they were helpful. I'm going to answer some questions I received, but first, let me recap the tools. So here is your holiday happiness tool belt. Number one, we've got meditation. Specifically, go for that ego eradicator. Try it out. Number two, gratitude. Don't forget to keep that gratitude journal by your bed and write down five things you're grateful for that day before you fall off to sleep. Number three, playing offense instead of defense. Remember that mantra, in my defenselessness, my safety lies. Tool number four, Giving and receiving authentically. 
Tool number five is the F word. Radical, in the moment, immediate self-forgiveness. Not letting things spiral. And number six, mindfulness. Slowing way down and being hyper-present in the moment. Mindfulness is a great practice to bring to your food as well. That's a perfect segue into the first question I received when I did this workshop live. So this is the question I got. Talking about food, being anxious around food during the holidays, and especially with all the different choices, and you can feel really out of control. Someone asked me about that and if I had any tips there. Well, I do. But first of all, I just want to say that that's part of it. It's part of the fun. Enjoy your meals. If they were just a normal meal, then it would just be another day, not a holiday, right? I recently had Daniel Vitalis on my podcast, and he was saying that humans have been celebrating with food for millennia, not centuries, millennia. So it's totally natural. It may sound super simple, but it's a huge one for me. I tend to eat super fast, so slowing down, I really have to think about it consciously. By doing this, you actually taste your food and all the special holiday flavors, which is great. And it's also a great conversation piece and can really bring another element to the meal. Brings me to another point. It's great to share the food that's being served. Might sound kind of heady, but you pick up all the energy from the food that's being eaten by the people around you anyways. So make sure you're enjoying the food with them. And then that way you can talk about the different flavors that you're tasting and you can compliment the cook. It will slow down the entire meal and you can kind of eat as a team. At the very least, slowing down can be a backhanded way to eat less food. While other people are on their second or third helping, you'll probably still be on your first plate. The other question I got was about gift giving. It can really stress people out, and especially getting organized if you have lots of people to buy for. So here are some of my tips. Number one is to keep it simple. Remember that your presence is the greatest gift. But here's some practical advice on what to actually buy people. Give everybody on your list the same thing, but then personalize it. For instance, this year, I'm giving everybody on my list good old books. For every single person, I'm getting them a book that I think they'll genuinely love. I'm tailoring it to something very specific for them. I've actually been keeping a running list all year where I add a book that intrigues me or I hear about and think it's cool and that a family member or a friend would really like. So, for instance, my grandpa's a coach, so I'm giving him a book that I think's really cool that's written by a coach. So books are always the perfect gift. They're super easy to wrap. Most people really like them, and you can also do audiobooks, too, for people who are always on the go. They're great. The next little idea I have is to get your DIY on and do it yourself. Everybody knows that homemade gifts are radical. So if you knit, maybe knit some hats. Another thing I'm doing this year is I'm making a homemade trail mix for everyone. So I'm going to use a huge mason jar and I'm going to get some really cute fabric squares to toss on top, toss a little ribbon on there, and it's adorable. You can really fill a mason jar with anything. Mason jars are so trendy these days, right? If you make homemade granola, toss that in there. I'm doing trail mix because it's so easy. You don't have to cook it or do anything. You just buy all the stuff, toss it into the mason jar, shake it up, and it's awesome. And it's also really customizable, just like the book. So for mine, I'm going to do a superfood trail mix where I'll have sprouted nuts and seeds and goji berries and dulse and cinnamon and all that stuff I like. But 
not everybody's into that, right? So I might do coconut in somebody's and then somebody else, if they don't like coconut, I'll leave that out. So again, it's meaningful and it's something pretty simple and cheap. All right, I hope my A's to your Q's were helpful and I hope you enjoyed this workshop. We went over a lot. So I hope this doesn't overwhelm you and I want you to just take it slow. Start with adding in one tool at a time and just working on preparing yourself for the holiday season to really enjoy all the events to come. Remember, if you show up with clean energy, the energy of your family and friends will reflect that back to you. As my mom always says, just concern yourself with you. Perhaps listen to this audio a couple more times, maybe even right before your holiday gathering or even on your way, and just incorporate these tools. Let me give them to you one last time. So we've got number one, meditation. Try that ego eradicator. Number two, journaling. Don't forget to do it before bed. Get your gratitude journaling on. Number three, playing offense, not defense. Number four, giving and receiving authentically. And number five, immediate radical forgiveness and specifically self-forgiveness. And number six, mindfulness, slow motion. Well, I hope this workshop was helpful for you and thank you so much for listening. Remember, stay in your version of the Wellness Wonderland wherever you go and whoever you're with this holiday season. both hate the holidays.